Emerging Corporate Real Estate Technologies. Interviewed, Scott Weisskopf. Narrated by Gail Crew. Connect Global's The Source magazine, August 2022. The Source recently spoke with Scott Weisskopf, Director of the Global Workplace Services Center of Innovation at Microsoft. He's here to talk with us about the new and innovative corporate real estate, CRE, technologies and tools enabling today's hybrid workplace. The Source. Thanks very much for being here, Scott. Please introduce yourself just a little bit further. Thank you. My name is Scott Weiskopf. I lead the Center of Innovation team for Microsoft's Global Workplace Services, which some of your listeners may know as the real estate and facilities and our global security operations here at Microsoft. We have roughly 38 to 40 million square feet in about 114 countries. My job is to look at the forward-looking technology and research innovation to make sure we are set up physically and digitally for the future of work. I work with peers across Microsoft on that. The source. Hybrid. You might have expected us to bring up that word. Hybrid seems to be where many companies are going with their workplace strategy today. What's the Microsoft view on that and how does the blend of remote and in-office work impact that portfolio and your workplace strategy? Microsoft has been very public with its existing policies on flexibility in the workplace. We've announced that we're trying to meet our employees where they are in how they want to work and give them as much flexibility as possible. We've implemented policies where employees can discuss their work arrangements with their managers and teams. They have some choice in how much they're going to work remotely. And on each of our campuses or buildings, we're trying to leave a lot of that choice up to the teams, managers and organizations to negotiate their norms based on their team cultures. So basically, Microsoft is trying to meet the people where they are. There are some policies that have implications on our campus. If you plan on attending more than 50% of the time in person, or you're in a role where you're traditionally assigned to buildings on our campuses, then you would get an assigned work point. If you're going to spend less than that time, you can still be assigned to a building or a location, but you won't have a fixed work point. So there are some implications to those teams and individual decisions, but we are trying to think about the future of work, the future workforce and the future workplace, and I think the crisis we are still going through. But this period has accelerated some of the things we were already thinking about and forced us to address some of those issues sooner rather than later. The source. Now the hybrid workplace will certainly bring changes, require adjustments and accelerate the need for new technology tools. So how is Microsoft experimenting with technologies to enable the hybrid workplace? That's one question. Also, which new technology do you think is having the greatest impact and why? And then, how has research informed your strategies? We know you do a lot of research at Microsoft. I can talk about inside GWS and a little bit about Microsoft as an organization. I'm a little bit better versed specifically with my team and the broader teams, but we are tied in quite a bit across Microsoft virtual teams where we're collaborating on things like research. I have an innovation team and we're constantly testing hypotheses and proving concepts with forward-looking technologies to address employee and building operations. We have been doing that even pre-pandemic, but it's a great way for us to be agile and address problems that come up about health, wellness, and space utilization. We have a team dedicated to trying first-party and third-party technology combinations and testing those out. The product groups have their teams constantly innovating, especially trying to address the needs of the future of work, and there's quite a bit of effort toward that. And we've been very public about our research in that area, our thoughts, and our product releases. We're looking at these first-party and third-party solutions. For example, we're heavily utilizing Azure Digital Twins, so we're well underway on our efforts to convert all of our building geometry and assets into a well-organized digital twin of the buildings. 
We have a few of these in production and many more planned and onboarded. Sitting on top of that, we've built an integration platform that allows us to pull in BMS, building management system, information and sensor information. The platform then links that information to the digital twin to display those things in coherent building ontology. And we can visualize that ontology. Obviously, we use our IoT, Internet of Things technology significantly to take in sensor data and syndicate that data various places. And then we're looking and leaning heavily on edge computing. So we're doing a lot of computing on the edge. Let's say something like people counting. There's no reason to bring all that raw data back to the cloud and risk privacy and other issues. So we're dropping it at the edge and only pulling back the derived data that we need. There are a lot of sensor partners, BMS partners, buildings and operations that are part of those solutions. Other factors are new meeting spaces and designs for supportive hybrid work. We take the physical and the digital and we work across Microsoft with our Microsoft Digital Employee Experiences team, our AV teams and our design teams to change the physical and digital aspects of our meeting spaces to better address hybrid work. We have quite a few partners there, OEM partners. And of course, for the Teams team, Microsoft Teams plays a critical role in the delivery of these experiences. We've been joining data together to get new insights. We have Viva Insights, which some people may know previously as workplace analytics. People data, badge data, joined together to inform hybrid workplace behavior compared to historical data. So we can see changes that might've happened from the pandemic or continue to evolve. And then as you mentioned, we do a lot of futures research. For example, we had a youth study on what does the future workplace of 2030 and beyond look like, which we had started pre-pandemic. So we're working on concepts that we call whole life design. So to your point, how do we address now that people are in a new paradigm where they work remotely, decentralized and centralized, and that they have health concerns and personal things they've been taking care of for the last two or three years? How do we look at those decentralized futures and meet people where they live or how they like to work? And so instead of saying, how do we get people back to the workplace or how do we do this? It's more about how do we have healthy, productive employees that love working for Microsoft? And that's the bigger question. All of these things play into our hybrid strategy. The source. It's just amazing how much technology is enhancing real estate groups and adding new levels of service and insight. So the next question, Scott, would be, how is Microsoft using tools and data to manage workplace decisions given the changing nature of getting back to the physical office? You've touched on that to some extent, but are there any more thoughts that you have here? As part of the global workplace strategy team, I have a peer who's driving the overall hybrid strategy, but she also oversees capital planning. And so you can imagine we're looking at the trends in near real time. We're trying to understand where the puck is going so we can skate there, but nobody is quite sure where the puck is going. So we're relying very heavily on data and analytics and trying to be agile and watch the changes in behavior to try and stay ahead of that. We're going to manage workplace decisions such as scaling our services based on attendance. We provide transportation services, dining services, and many services on our campuses around the world. And so for those, we don't want to be wasteful and we want to meet people with excellent service. The question is how do we scale them up and down quickly? And how do we read the indicators to know how much service or services we're going to need for those things? We rely heavily on data and the knowledge and expertise of our services team to get out ahead or not to trail. On the same note, we're looking at building occupancy and utilization to optimize energy and resources. Everything from how much of our floors and space is being used to how we optimize that in terms of how we shouldn't be using 90% of the energy that we were using pre-COVID to keep buildings open if they're only occupied 20, 30, or 40%. 
We are using everything from plug load, like smart IoT plugs that turn things off when it appears nobody is using them, to grid optimization, to all kinds of data, to use the least amount of resources to provide optimal services and then meet productivity and space utilization. We get quite a bit of censoring going on to understand people's digital demands. How many Teams meetings, how much email, how much chat is going on between teams and where and when they plan on meeting, versus the actual designs of rooms to accommodate different types of meetings. For instance, we're piloting and rolling out significant changes to the AV and space design for meeting rooms optimized for hybrid. The conversation you and I are having now, if there are also three people physically co-located in a room, is how do we have the most productive meeting for the people on our campuses and working remotely? How do you optimize that individual and team productivity? There's plenty of survey data and evidence to show that some people are returning to have certain kinds of meetings in person. You want to make sure you still have spaces that are optimized for in-person meetings, like joint application development sessions or brainstorming sessions where people have intentionally come in to socialize and build social capital. And so you don't want to over-pivot or under-pivot. We're trying to figure out through data and demand what is the right mix of different meeting spaces that are optimized for all different kinds of meetings. That's another paradigm we're looking at the source. Wow, you guys are using technology in so many different ways to support a better workplace. And that's really what we would expect from Microsoft. As we wrap up, Scott, we'd be remiss if we didn't take the opportunity to ask you about something that's getting a lot of attention in the real estate world these days, something that you specialize in, the metaverse. So people are buying real estate in the metaverse. Can you give our listeners a basic explanation of the metaverse and how it could or how it currently impacts corporate and commercial real estate? Yeah, it's a loaded term, I think, because everyone's leaned into it and given their own definitions. But clearly our company has put forth a metaverse stack, if you will, in terms of how we're going to provide tools to not only build metaverse technology, but help other companies build from a more of a platform perspective. But I've been mostly focused on how do we create spaces that only exist in a virtual or augmented reality, and how does that benefit Microsoft employees, customers, and partners? And how do we use those as commercial real estate organization? How do we use that stack to better our experiences and become more efficient at operating our buildings and providing great employee experiences? We're looking at a bunch of CRE scenarios, particularly in areas like value engineering. We're creating digital twins of all our buildings. We can have architects, designers, and construction firms meet inside the design space that don't exist and do value engineering. They look for design faults or look for potential change requests where we might have physical conflicts and things that are costly. You may get thousands of change requests in a construction project. We could eliminate those by having those people use virtual mixed and augmented reality and walk through physical representations of the physical spaces. They can do everything from pre-placing security cameras to making recommendations to change valves or move pipes or measure things in virtual reality. So it's an amazing set of meta technologies and augmented and mixed reality that we can use to literally design walkthrough and experience our buildings before a shovel hits the ground. The source, wow, that's fascinating. Yes, and we do quite a bit of that right now and have been doing quite a bit of it. And now we're pivoting more and more. Facilities management and building operations can use building geometry and have the assets in our digital twin all visualized. So if I'm a facilities manager and I get fault detection from a sensor, I can actually visualize where that sensor is located in the building or where the electromechanical and plumbing, what is it in proximity to? people or HVAC or other things that could affect the sensors. 
And then we're using an IoT command and control to be able to restart or update firmware or do things in a virtualized way because we have an exact digital twin of those buildings. We're incorporating mixed and augmented reality into meetings for productivity and inclusion. So if you're sitting in your home office and I'm in a conference room on a Teams meeting, what if I gave you a head-mounted display and we could all walk through something together? It doesn't matter where you are and where I am. We've created for all intents and purposes a video game version of the space. We can meet in there for social opportunities, networking, and building social networks. We can meet in there to do walkthroughs and design and sign-offs and quality inspections and so forth. And then we're investing in the next series of meeting rooms. We call them immersive spaces. And some people may know them as BIM caves, building information model computer-aided environments. Some of them look like a little IMAX theater. Some of them are conference rooms we've converted to envelope and wrap people in the reality. So there you may not even need a head-mounted display, but you can navigate with a video game controller and do campus tours. We have a model for our East Campus. You can walk the entire campus, even though it's yet to be completed. And we can bring those in a room where it just wraps around you in a completely immersive way. So we are mixing augmented, mixed, and virtual reality technologies from Metaverse with our physical spaces, redesigning those to give a highly immersive experience. The source. That all sounds amazing, and doubtless that's going to bring a lot of value, not only to the real estate team, but to the employees and people who work in the building. Some of those now are now in production. We've got actual production pilots and some of them are in the experimental phase. What we're trying to do is iterate as quickly as possible, learn from the data services, actual telemetry. We're getting from our tools information about meetings, building entry and sensors, and trying to be as agile as possible and run these experiments. Not every idea we're going to have is going to work, but how do we quickly test the hypotheses and the ones that stick? We continue to invest. The source. We look forward to talking with you again a little further down the road to see how these things are panning out and developing and which ones did stick. It's fascinating what you've been doing and how you're playing a crucial role. So great to hear what you're doing, Scott, and it's been great talking with you today. Thank you again for sharing all these helpful insights with Cornet Global. It's our pleasure. And to our partners in Cornet Global, we have a lot of partners there. We're all in it together. So like I said, there's a lot of OEMs and partners and first party and third party. And it's great to see the prop tech community responding to the challenges we all have and doing it together.